Book Guys show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash bookguys and get a free audiobook just for trying it out for one month. Why not? Might as well. We're back again. My name is Paul Alves. Paul Paul the the Book book Guy. Joined this week by the one and only returning guest, Don Holbin. How you doing, Hello. Donald? Not bad. How are you doing there today, good. sir? Good. Very good. Very good. We, can, we couldn't find Sir Jimmy or Professor Allen, so screw We're going to do a book, guys, anyways. They're off hiding somewhere. <laughs> and uh, Craig Damlo was going to be in the studio tonight. He was going to drive up from Buffalo, but apparently couldn't even make it to Buffalo. They, had, uh, they are now at six feet of snow. Ooh. National Guard and all that is out. Interesting. Flashbacks to Toronto getting snowed in. Yeah, everyone made fun of us, and we called the army. <laughs> the army's all over Buffalo now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how you been, man? What's new? Oh, man, I'm just enjoying the beautiful snowfall out there. <laughs> yeah. It's been busy, busy, busy the past couple months. And just chilling and enjoying the winter time when it slows down a little bit now. I, I checked the Google traffic map today, and it was all red. Every highway red, red, red. Not good. Oh, I don't doubt it. Not good. No yeah. one can drive down here. Yeah. Hey, let's, t- let's, let's get right into uh, I haven't read any books this week, I'll tell you the truth. Uh-oh. I've been Bad binging on, uh, on Star Trek Outpost. But we'll, we'll start off talking about uh, the next book I'm going to read. Yeah. Book news. Book news. Uh, Stephen King's revival, my friend, looking like it's going to be a, a, a hit out of the park here. Um, lots of great reviews on this one. And to read from Audible here, the uh, description. In a small New England town over half a century ago, a shadow falls over a small boy playing with his toy soldiers. Jamie Morton looks up to see a striking man, the new minister, Charles Jacobs, along with his beautiful wife, who will transform the local church. The men and boys are all a bit in love with Mrs. Jacobs. The women and girls feel the same about Reverend Jacobs, including Jamie's mother and beloved sister, Claire. With Jamie, the Reverend shares a deeper bond based on a secret obsession. I don't know. It doesn't sound too exciting to me at that point, but uh, from all the good reviews, I'm still going to be taking a listen. Hey, you never know. And over at audibletrial.com slash bookguys, you can get it for free as your free book. And let's play a little sample of the audiobook, Don. It's uh, narrated by David Morse. 13 hours and 24 minutes unabridged. Go for it. Let's check it out. Perhaps the coolest thing about the Army was the box it came in. A cardboard footlocker in camouflage shades of green and brown with property of U.S. Army stenciled on the front. Below this, Claire had added her own stenciling. Jamie Morton. Commander, that was me. I saw an ad for them in the back of one of Terry's comic books, she said when I was done screaming with delight. He didn't want me to cut it out because he's a booger. That's right, Terry said. He was eight. I'm a big brother, booger. He made a fork with his first two fingers and plugged his nostrils with them. Stop it, our mother said. No sibling rivalry on birthdays, please. And thank you, Terry. Take your fingers out of your nose. Anyway, Claire said, I copied the coupon and sent it in. I was afraid it might not come in time, but it did. I'm glad you like it. And she kissed me on the temple. 
She always kissed me there. All these years later, I can still feel those soft kisses. I love it, I said, holding the footlocker against my chest. I'll love it forever. This was after breakfast, which had been blueberry pancakes and bacon, my favorite. We all got our favorite meals on our birthdays, and the presents always came after breakfast. He always get, he gets you right in the story there. <laughs> got away with words. Uh, well, well read there by David Morris. I don't think I've ever uh, listened or read an audiobook narrated by him, but uh, looks promising. Hmm. Doesn't sound like a scary Stephen King one yet so far, but no, no. I'm sure it'll 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 get into it later. It'll grow on creepy yeah. crawlies will 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 come out. <laughs> hey, uh, Don, I, I'm going to ask you: Are you a, a fan of the Star Treks? TV series and movies? Yes. Me too. Uh, and and I have recently uh, I spoke about it last week. Got into while well, I've been painting, uh, doing some stuff at home, listening to. Star Trek Outpost, which is uh, by GiantGnome.com. Um, wow. I blew through all 63 episodes in less than two weeks. Uh, Holy smokes. While doing work and you know, doing boring stuff. I'm just listening to it. And uh, this is where we get into some free stuff, folks. Not just audibletrial.com slash bookguys. You can get free audiobooks on the internet through podcasts. Any podcast app you have, including iTunes, or uh, I use Podcast Republic on Android, uh, you can search podcasts for audiobooks as well. Uh, usually you can't just search for audiobook. You have to know the titles you're looking for. So here's one by GiantGnome.com called Star Trek Outpost. You can get it at GiantGnome.com. That's G-I-A-N-T-G-N-O-M-E.com. Or... Just by searching for Star Trek Outpost on uh, your podcatcher or uh, even on uh, TuneIn Radio. And uh, like I said, I blew through all 63, so now we have to wait till next month oh. for the next one. Oh, man, that's like forever. But still, it's a free one-hour audio drama every month. I'm going to play a little bit, Don, for us. Uh, sure, just why a, not? You can hear the, the quality of the, uh, the... They've redone the music. It's original music, uh, original cast... Uh, some like 20 people are on this this particular episode it's well mixed and it's uh nice it's almost like something you would uh like almost like a big finish does for for doctor who it's a very well done all by volunteers and uh here we go this is episode 63 spoiler alert um if you don't want to get spoiled you know this is gonna be the first few minutes of episode 63 the power of ignorance let's hear it here we go Welcome to the world of Giant Gnome Productions. Find out more online at giantgnome.com. And now, our feature presentation. Previously on Star Trek Outpost. In need of parts for the Chimera, Chief Knox led Mr. Lancer, Engineer Graves, and Ensign Thomas on a mission to the independent city named the Enclave. I do know how to diagnose equipment, Knox. 
Well, Starfleet equipment, not this stuff. If there's anything wrong with it, Sussel will have tried to hide it. Do you want to do the analysis? I'm just going to pause it for a sec, because I, yeah. I love the, the character of Knox, and I, I don't know, uh, let's see, who does Knox? Is it John, John Specht, who plays... Um, that sounds pretty good. Uh, Knox. He's kind of like a halfway between like Alan Alda and, uh, and Jack Nicholson. I love it. Yeah. Well, yes. But then how would you learn how? And how would I learn whether you can? Just do it right, Graves. But before the transaction could be finished, the group was ambushed and Ensign Thomas taken hostage. Get down. Incoming grenade. With Cecil revealed as being behind the plot. I thought if I could, you know, save Randy, the family might invite me back. While aboard Deep Space Three, Commander Torkelson must deal with a visitor who may not be what he claims to be. And you, Mr. Elias, do you have any men lurking nearby? Galactically speaking. I'm afraid, Commander Torkelson, that I don't have any men, lurking or otherwise, and haven't for quite some time. Surely General Uzeki wouldn't travel without men to support him. He surely wouldn't, Commander. But I... I travel by myself. And I do not answer to that name. And now, Star Trek Outpost, Episode 63, The Power of Ignorance. You can hear the quality is pretty good. Uh, that is actually when I when I start I started from episode one because I hate jumping into things in the middle. Yeah, and, uh, I got to say early on they weren't that great because even some of the characters who I thought sounded all like the computer, some of yeah. them were actually Mac computer voices when they had to fill in. I guess they didn't have enough people <laughs> to do the literally the, the this one British lady. I, I I swear I heard that voice before. It was it was the Mac. Uh, you know well, some of the, the newer. Uh, yeah, it was funny. But uh, but now they they've got all the new voices and it's it's pretty damn good. And I'm for free, check that out. Sixty three hours of Star Trek goodness. Wow! Uh, and uh, if you go to giantgnome.com, they have a bunch of other uh, projects they got going on, and uh, pretty 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 cool and free, absolutely free. Oh, there goes more of my free time. Yeah, and hopefully you're not a <laughs> Doctor Who fan because. Uh, I got another. I pod- have to actually get back into that. I haven't watched that in years. Well, they don't have cardboard sets anymore, so it's pretty good. <laughs> the, the monsters aren't made of bubble wrap anymore. They actually use uh, CGI. But uh, this is called <laughs> Doctor Who Time Tales, also available on any of your podcast apps. Uh, they've got quite a few episodes out and also well put together and, again, free. Uh, hours and hours of entertainment. And I'm going to play a little clip from this one this is uh, episode 3.05 The Dreamers Part 1 and I'll play a little clip so you just can hear the kind of the quality anyways that, that's in these uh, free podcasts that you can uh, get from iTunes or your favorite podcasting app Doctor Who The Dreamers starring David Alm as the Doctor M. Sierra Garcia as Emma Collins. Episode 1. Does this mean that another planet has a Tower Bridge? Well, yes. Oh, and does each one go over the River Thames? Not all of them, no. I see. And can you see Canary Wharf near those? Quite clearly. Right. And 
on how many amazing planets, ones which have Replica Tower Bridge and a river of water running underneath it, and Canary Wharf standing just there. Do they have the bloody London Eye? Well, there's one tourist world that's done a very, very oh, good... just stop it. Just stop it! This is London, and you know it. Get me out of here. Yes. You'd best get back inside. That's odd. They got the background audio and everything going. That's impressive. That's odd, too. Well, according to this, the time outside is 11.30pm, and it's the 15th of January 2011. Saturday evening, and we're... Is this relevant? Well, at least we've arrived in the future. Well, if it's so dangerous for us to be here, then then why aren't we taking off? Hmm. It's strange. There's no one outside. The ice... Well, that's enough to give us an idea of the quality, anyways. It's, little it's, tease. Little tease for everybody. It's a, it's a quality, uh, quality thing. Those little boop boops in the background. A little little uh, sound effects, the foley, yeah. all the things going on. They did a good job. I got one one more little uh, item for us here today. I know it's kind of a short show, but we want to get the book news out while we can, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there anything on your bookshelf, by the way? Anything uh, coming up on the horizon, or? Oh, I have to get back into that, actually. <coughs> I've been sort of busy and haven't been able to read too, too much. Anything I read is sort of like, uh, like you say, computer stuff. So, Right, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Not in English. <laughs> uh, I got to, you know, we're going to make it a really short episode, which is kind of cool. It's why we can do this, right? I mean, exactly. that's what podcasts, you know, that's our advantage over other media is that we can do a 20-minute show. You know, there whereas, uh, you know, uh, anything else is stuck by, you know, an hour or half an hour. Or longer. Or longer. But uh, I do have one little more for us here. Uh, you might want to check this out. Are you uh, much of a foodie? You like the foods? Oh, man, I'm 250 pounds and I cook for myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here, let's do it. Food and drink. This is a really cool YouTube video, and what you want to search for is One Man's Odyssey to an Iconic Cookbook. And I'm going to launch a, a little bit partway into this. Uh, it's a story of a guy who, basically, he read one of those books about like molecular cooking, you know, where they do all these crazy things with food. Right. And he decided to cook every recipe in the book. Wow. And it's a really <laughs> neat, uh, it's like a 13-minute long video. I'm going to play a little clip from that as well. Just to tide people over till we uh, do yeah. our next book guys show. So hey, hang on, check this okay. out. It's called Ellen and Elenia. Elenia being, I think, uh, it's one of the restaurants in Chicago okay. that does this kind of crazy cooking. And uh, Ellen and Elenia, Elenia, sorry, Alan and Elenia, one man's odyssey through an iconic cookbook. Really cool YouTube video. I'm gonna play a little clip from that as well. Let's hear it. It's an all clip show. Hey, there we go. <laughs> In 2008, we went to a restaurant in Chicago that one of my friends had told me about. It was this crazy molecular gastronomy restaurant where they served me plates of foams and, you know, gels and stuff like that. And I, I didn't really think of it as, like, anything particularly different from anything else I'd ever eaten before until I got there and was like, what is this? Alinea specializes in a type of cuisine most people call molecular gastronomy. And most people think of molecular gastronomy as like sciencey cooking. A lot of powders and foams, uh, gels, a lot of, you know, basically very heavily manipulated food. 
Like what they're doing is not really about foams and powders. It's incorporating emotion as an ingredient in their dishes. When you taste it, there's something familiar about it. The way my dad used to burn leaves in the backyard as a kid, or oh, this reminds me of like the way bubblegum tastes from a parade. And I felt like I had uh, Windex sprayed in my eyes or something. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like this. How, how are they doing this? How does this work? And, and I was obsessed enough about it that Sarah was like, yeah, let's get you this cookbook and you can figure out how they're doing all this. The whole thing is around 400 and some odd pages. There are 107 dishes and 400 and some odd components. Each dish is made up of these sort of little sub recipes. It's just an object of beauty. It doesn't scale anything down. It doesn't really make it any easier for a home chef. But I was curious about it, so I thought I would try one. And then ever since then, I've just kind of kept going. I don't remember ever making a decision, I'm going to make everything. It, it was more that I never made the decision to stop. So I've shot like 10,000, 12,000 photos over the course of it, and the whole thing lasted about five years. Just so f- Five years, and you gotta, you got to actually watch the video. I'm going to cut it off wow. there, but uh, the <laughs> stuff he's making is just gorgeous. Like You're going to have to send me the link to that, because I want to see that, too. <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to pop it right into your uh, Skype window now-ish. Ish. There you go. And I'll put a link in the show uh, description on iTunes and oh, okay. your favorite podcast go. app, and folks can check that out as well. Uh, I th- that's about all my book news there, bud. Okay. Actually, I kind of have a Doctor Who question for you, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Now, I did watch it back in the 70s or 80s. Who would have been the Doctor back then? Long Scarf? Uh, yeah. That would have been Tom Baker. Okay, okay. (laughs) That would have been Tom Baker, the fourth doctor. We're now on uh, number 12 or 13, depending how you're counting. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Why did he keep changing them? That gets confusing if you're not following it for a while. Yeah, well, you know, what happened was the the first doctor uh, was ill and uh, almost like an Alzheimer's. He was kind of losing his his marbles. The show was so popular that the BBC had to figure out a way to keep it going. So they invented this uh, regeneration uh, gimmick and just okay. said, screw it. We'll put another actor in. He'll, he can act differently. But it's the same <laughs> guy. And that, that keeps going. And uh, No one will notice. No one will notice. Yeah, no, they got a guy like, you know, two feet shorter than the first guy <laughs> with a Beatles haircut. And then they went to three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And uh, then we restarted in 2005 with number nine. And now we're on 12 and a war doctor. Oh, man, that's hysterical. Unbelievable. <laughs> and we may be seeing uh, a female doctor soon. Ooh. It's going to happen. We, we've seen a, a female master, which mm. now she's the mistress. And uh, it's looking like I think uh, the current doctor is going to stay for a while. He wants to stay for as long as he can, he says. But uh, <laughs> I, think, I think the next time he gets shot or... Gets killed. I think he's going to have to change his wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, to give him, what, a couple-year run or something? Yeah, I think Capaldi wants to run for... Uh, I think he wants to give Tom Baker a run for his money as far as time. He, he's, he's been a fan since he was since 1963. He loves the show. He's just having a ball. Blast. Oh, okay. Blast. Gotcha. It's like his dream job. So, you know. I bet you that's on Netflix. Any, any, yes, it is. It is. It's on oh, Netflix there we go. Canada as well. Oh, yay. There goes more of my free time. There you go. <laughs> There's even more things for you to do. Start from uh, Series 1, Episode 1 from Rose with uh, Christopher Eccleston. It gets better from there. 
starts off a little cheesy, but... Tom Baker, yeah, that's the guy I remember. Okay, I'm just seeing the picture him. of him now. And, and if you look at some of those old ones, you realize that's like 10 parts for like one story. And they're like, you know, half an hour each. So it's like five hour long. Oh. <laughs> you know, no, you, they're not dragging it out at all, are they? Right. So you, you watch him like trying to scam his way into a place for like, you know, five minutes where now he just shows a you know, piece of white paper and walks in. Jeez, oh, <laughs> it's a lot more fast paced now. Let's put it that way. The the shows from the seventies were a little bit slower, and uh, oh, okay. you know, I think a lot of my like younger cousins and whatever they they couldn't watch the old ones. Too much ADD going on. Oh, yeah, I got that too. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we gave a, a couple of things for you to check out and for the Absolutely. folks at home to check out this week. And uh, maybe we'll call it a uh, call it a week. What do you say, Donald? Yeah, well, there's not much else going on, and everyone else seems to have disappeared. So, yeah, check check out that Star Trek outpost. Uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, you'll enjoy listening to that on your phone or on your computer. Oh, I've got it bookmarked already. Now it's just a toss up between that or Doctor Who first. I do the Star Trek outpost versus quality. Yeah. Quality, my friend. Thanks for joining, Donald. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming in at the last minute. Hey, no problem. I'm used to it. We'll probably be back uh, doing this again probably tomorrow. Who knows? When Jimmy and Craig and everything shows up, then uh, you're more than welcome to join. No problem, man. No problem. See you next week or next time. book readers and book listeners. Book Guys Show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel. Thanks, Don. No problem. Now is the point where we figure out what the show title is. (laughs) 